Hello and welcome to The Bookyard, the show where we explore the world of self-publishing and the art of writing. Your host, Adiola Shunola, is excited to share her journey as a self-published author with you. As an author who chose to take the road less traveled, Adiola has experienced the highs and lows of self-publishing and she's here to share her experiences with you. Each week, we'll explore the different aspects of self-publishing, from writing tips and tricks to marketing and promotion strategies. We'll also be interviewing other successful self-published authors who've made a name for themselves in the industry. We'll learn from their experiences and discuss the challenges they faced while making their dreams a reality. If you are an aspiring author who is thinking of self-publishing, or if you're already on this journey and looking for inspiration and guidance, this is the podcast for you. Adiola is here to share her experience and knowledge with you and to help you achieve your goals as a self-published author. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bookyard Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about nice things, but on this Bookyard Podcast, you know, we explore the world of writing and publishing. I'm your host, Adiola Sanola, and I have a lot to share with you. You know, so sit down or lie back, relax, and um, learn some tips about your um, self-book publication. So today on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the strategies that can help you self-publish your first book. So I haven't listened to my first episode. You know, I gave you a quick run through of how, you know, I used my poetry book as a tester to actually tell myself that, you know what, you can actually do it. And I did it. And, you know, I was very excited. So today I'm going to be using my novel as an example um, of the strategies that, you know, you can help, that can help you, you know, self-publish your books. Um, so when I, after publishing my poetry book and I saw it in the post, I was really very happy. It's called um, the, the Stage, Stage 1, a collection of poetry by Adela Sonola. So I thought to myself, okay, now you've learned the process. Now you need to then test publishing your novel. So I wrote this novel in 2003. And obviously because I wasn't trained as a creative writer, or anything, um, I didn't feel confident in actually publishing the book because I thought, oh, people are going to laugh at you. You know, you're just a solicitor. You know, being a solicitor, I'm very confident. Anywhere I go to and I'm talking about law, you know, in my area of expertise, you cannot fault me. But when it comes to my writing, it's like, oh my God, you know, you don't have the skills. You know, sometimes I talk myself down. But I said to myself, you know, this novel, you're going to go out. Nobody's going to stop you from publishing it. So. Again, I did my research. Research is very, very important in what you do because what I've realized along the line is that when you talk to people about what they are doing, it doesn't even have to be in writing. Um, they lack knowledge. And when you lack knowledge, you can never progress in life. It's just as simple as that, you know. So, for example, I feel like eating X and Y. If you have not been to a particular restaurant before where that food has been served, the only way you can find that is research. It could be asking friends, it could be going on the internet, it could be reading a book about restaurants and food, you know. You cannot do anything without having the necessary information. 
you need to just take that away. If you don't take anything away from this episode, you need to take away the fact that you must find out about the things you need to do so you don't look stupid. So when I was then going to publish my novel, I was like, okay, you had a tester for the poetry book. And for some reason, I thought I wasn't, I didn't want to use Author House again. I'm going to try something else because it's part of the process. You know, what you have to realize is being creative is natural. Everything that comes after that is process and procedure, which I hate. But if you're self-published um, author, you really do not have a choice but to follow all of this process. It's time-consuming, but you can't give up. Yeah. So after doing my research, I found another company um, apart from Author House. So I emailed them to say, "Hello, my name is Adela Sanola. I've just written this novel. I'd love to publish it, and I'd like you to help me put it on Amazon." And um, it was a lady this time that owns the company. She re responded and said, oh, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll be able to help you, but you need to send me your book first because we just don't publish everything that gets sent to us. We're going to read it. If we're happy with the content, you know, we'll help you publish it. So I said, fine, you know. So she sent me her email. I then sent her my manuscript. After sending her my manuscript, it took her a while to read. I think it took her about... Um, one or two days, she read it and then emailed me back to say, oh, yeah, I've read it and we're happy to publish the book for you. This is how much it's going to cost you. And then she sent me a long, you know, email of, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. After this, this is what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So I said, fine. So she then said, oh, is this your final manuscript or would you like to send me an updated version? So I said to her, is my final manuscript, you know, get on with it. And that was exactly what she did. So she, the, initially, this lady, she sent me a, a, a long um, report about my um, book, why she felt, you know, it would be good on Kindle and on Amazon, and, you know, and the process that she was going to take in helping me and how much I was going to pay. And if I wanted to pay instrumentally, how much that would be. If I wanted to pay everything, I'll try that, that was how much it was going to be. Um, obviously, I paid by installments so, because I didn't have the money up front. That's why I'm whispering, right? So after agreeing the payment terms, she then um, said, yeah, she was going to get to work, right? But I'll take a step back to just tell you how I got to being confident in actually saying, you know what, this novel can't go out now. So because I talked myself down because I said to myself, I wasn't a creative writer, you know, um, this book is no good. You know how it is, you know, when you don't think you have expertise in something. I then resolved within myself that the best way to actually solve that problem was to send my novel to a writers and authors association. They call them in England. And what they do is that when you send them the manuscript, you tell them the genre. So it's an association of authors, I think, producers, and quite a lot of people that write who are established and known in the market. And what they do is that you pay them and they send your manuscript to someone who is established in that area. And the person comes back to you to tell you whether your book is good or bad, right? So that was number one. But before that time, I actually sent my book to this lady who I met a long time ago, um, and she, I don't know if she's still a creative writer, lecturer, 
Well, at that time, she was a creative writer, lecturer. I actually sent my book to her, my manuscript, to say, look, sis, I want to publish this book. I think I have the gift of writing, um, but I'm really worried because I don't have expertise in writing and I don't want to, you know, diss myself when this is published. So read it. Let me know what you think. So she read it and then came back to me. We actually spoke for a while over the telephone. She was like, oh my God, you're so talented. Your story is so beautiful. However, um, she felt that the geographical um, setting in my book was really flawed in the sense I just described it. She said, I needed to describe it in such a way that whoever was reading it could actually feel the way there. You know, she said, if I could work on that, then that book was fine. So I worked on it. Um, she said, use a place you can imagine. And that was exactly what I did. You know, I went to some areas where I lived, drove into the woods, went into the forest because I needed to visualize what I was going to write. And after doing that, I was happy, but then sat on the book because she kept calling me. I was like, oh, I'm busy. You know, I've got young kids, you know, blah, blah, blah. After a while, she left me. You know, I think she thought I wasn't serious, you know. Um, but when I felt I was ready, after going through that first process of somebody actually looking at it, I then sent it to the Author and Writers um, Association. I'm actually a member now. Anybody can be a member. Just pay them. And um, they said, oh, pay X amount of money, which I did. So it went to some guy um, who is an author. He published a few books. I can't remember his name now because this was a long time ago. He then came back with a report on my manuscript. He said, oh, you know, you've got a very good book. Um, you know, if you do this and that, you'll be ready for publication. And he gave examples within my manuscript that if you, if I was the one writing it, he said, this is how I write it. So I was talking about passive voice, um, you know, and what's the other one, you know, active voices um, within your book, you know, and, um, you know, some descriptions and all of that. I actually, when I got the report, I thought to myself, this is money well paid because the report was um, very good. And I felt that it was something I would have um, gained if I went into um, to creative writing school, you know, the nuggets and the tips and the bits. So it was really good. So when, after I got that report, I went back to the manuscript and then re, I changed things, revised things, almost rewrote it, almost, you know. And it was quite interesting because it said my chapters one to four, it said if it was writing my book, my chapters one to three will go and it will start my chapter one on chapter four. I thought that was interesting. So that was exactly what I did. So my chapters one to three disappeared and my book, chapter four became chapter one. And what he said in the book was that chapters one to three, I should just distribute them around the, um, you know, the, the novel. Because I wrote it as you usually write um, law, when you're drafting, maybe witness statements or your law, but where you pull a bit of background information. And um, then you then go, you know, into the real um, juice of what you're writing about. So I think my chapters one to three, uh, they were quite sort of boring. So I took his advice because I paid for it and I, those chapters disappeared and I started my book from chapter four, which is now my chapter one. So when I rewrote the book, I then sat on it for a while. And then that was when I went on the internet to say, after testing my project, I was like, yeah, you're ready to go. So this lady then got my manuscript and as she was working on it in the background, she emailed me um, the details of our um, graphics guy 
and said to me to work with them and describe exactly what I wanted to see on the cover page. Um, and I think that's a problem also with self-publication. You cannot get away from anything. People are calling you day and night. You have to approve things. You have to read things. You know, if it was a traditional publisher, they would have several people within their departments to take these things off your hand. But I didn't have the luxury. So it's really been an interesting journey. So, yeah, I then... Um, I worked with the cartoon, uh, I worked with the um, illustrator, the graphics guy. And when he came back with the first draft, I almost dropped off my chair. I'm like, what's this? It was a cartoon character that I drew. I'm like, why would you draw that? Where was I in my description to you? This is not a cartoon, it's a book. I want a guy, a boy there. So I said, I want a boy walking towards a gay because the book is called Beyond the, um, Beyond the Hegel Gate. It's my first novel in um, a three, um, you know, series episode. When I say series, is um, you know, books one, two, three, under the trilogy of the adventures of Zogi. So I said to him, I want to say a boy walking towards a gate because it's called Beyond the Hager Gate. And I want to see the back of the boy because at that point I wasn't sure about a lot of things about Zogi, who is the main character. So I said, in all of my books, it's the back of him I want to see, not the front. Um, so he said, okay, I'll go and rework that. I said, but scrap that cartoon. My book is not about, you know, whatever. It could be making, made into a Disney film. I'll be really glad, even if it was a cartoon, you know. But that was it. So he came back, um, tweaked it, and we went back and forth, and he sort of um, agreed it. And if you look on Amazon and you see the first edition of my book, you will see a little boy with a, you know, cat walking towards the gate and they asked me about colors. I was a bit confused because I just thought, just do your work, you know, but the thing about all of these people is that they don't work in isolation and what they don't want to do also is provide to you what you won't be happy with. So they ask you about everything, which can really be a headache. And um, yeah, so that was it. So when we approved that, agreed that the lady then sent me the final manuscript told me to read, you know, make um, corrections. We went back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, and the corrections were made. And she was like, okay, your book now is going to be uploaded on Create Space. So that time it was Create Space um, that people were using. And you'll get Kindle in the post, and I'll send you your first um, hard copy in the post. And that was what happened. So she published it and sent me the hard copy and I went on Amazon to look at my book and I was very, very happy to see it, but I'm still waiting to make a lot of money from it. But you know, when I see the book, it still, it makes me happy and all of that. So, um, so that's working with an agent. So when you're not working with an agent, these are the strategies and it's even more difficult because with my, I have a um, children's book that I published myself without an agent. And that was difficult. So I've told you now that I've published two books with an agent in between, which meant that I relied on them to do certain things. I paid them for it. So if you don't have an agent, the things you have to do is that once you get your manuscript ready to that stage where you're really, really, really happy, you then email um, ISBN UK, it's called Nelson which I did um, because I wanted my own unique ISBN. When I looked into that, and this is about research as well, 
you know, asking people or going on the internet to sort of um, do your research. So when I went on the internet, I found out that Nielsen actually gives you your ISBN and they could give you one, give you two, they sell them in blocks. So I bought a block of 100 ISBNs. So I have to write 100 books. And after buying that, so they give you um, sort of like a, a, an insight or information on how to use it. So I then use that for my children's book. I use the first, so it's a list of 100 ISBNs. So I use the first one for it. And um, I still use someone to upload the book on Amazon because I, I'm not really techie, but that meant that I didn't pay as much money as I paid to the agents because I sort of cut out the in-between and I thought I could do things myself. So after um, I got that, I sent the manuscript with my children's book. It had, I had to get an illustrator and that was difficult for me as well because I met a guy, we had a meeting at the British Library in London. And when I met him, I was like, well, this is my children's book. I need illustrations for it. And he told me it was going to be hundred pounds per illustration. I'm thinking, what? how much is my salary? I'm never making money from all of this. And I said to him, um, let me think about it. But by the time I got on the train and got home, I knew I definitely wasn't going to use the guy. So I emailed him to say, sorry, you're too expensive. I'm not going to use you. So I went on the internet and did a bit of research and I just put African um, illustrators. And then this company came up. They're actually based in Nigeria, in Abuja. So I emailed them to say, look, when I was doing my research about African, I, that was why I typed in African children's book illustra illustrators. I said, I found you. Are you able to walk and help me? And the lady was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. We can help you. What we want you to do is send us samples of um, an illustration you would like to see, and then we'll get that back to you. If you're happy with what we've done, this is how much we charge you. And that was it. And within two days, they came out. I was so excited. I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing my book in my, you know, work in illustration. I was so excited. And they were so much cheaper than the guy I went to meet in British Library in London who wanted to take 100 pounds off me for um, illustrating my book. Um, so I then engaged them. So they asked for the manuscript, which was my children's book. It's a poetry book, actually. It's called Little Angels. And it has a few um, poems in it as well. So they said for each poem, I needed to describe what I wanted to see within the illustration you know this was really challenging for me because remember that being a solicitor my life is busy and then at that time i had three young children and this is my brain buzzing you know ideas wanted to come out so i thought oh my god how am i going to do this but they said without that it would be difficult they said the um, illustrator's discretion could be used on occasions but i needed to describe exactly so I sat down and mapped everything out. So I'll say, you know, poem one that, um, can you draw this person, blah, 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 two, three, four, five. And I did that until the end of the book. And, um, but one interesting factor was that I remember that they came back to me at one point to say, okay, you said to us that you want all the illustration in this book to be, um, to be reflective of you, which means that every, all the people in that book have to be black. Um, but in some poems, you talk about snow and all of that. I said, well, snow is white. You can't change that. But the person, you know, the boy, the girl in the snow will be black. 
you know, they say, okay, now we get you. So that was it. And they did a very good, I've never met them, never, but till today, I can't get over the fact that, you know, I just found them on the internet and I wasn't scammed. So that's why I say research is very important and always test what people are going to do for you. So, you know, if you're going to use somebody's services, ask if they've done it before, where you can find their work and, um, you know, negotiate the price up front so you know exactly what you're getting. I won't lie to you. I've been scammed along the way. Um, I don't think you can escape that. But I think if you listen to some of the things I say on the tips, you would learn and maybe you avoid being scammed. Because if I've been scammed and you're listening to me, you shouldn't be scammed as well. But you can't trust people because in this world of self-publication, I think I've only met one person in my life, you know, and it's because the guy lives in England and he lives about three hours away from, he lives in Manchester. So I've worked with him for many years, you know, um, but when I met, I've only met him twice. We've been working together now for almost like 10 years and I've only met him. We just speak and we send emails to each other. So in the world of the self-publication that I've come from, you don't see anyone. So everything you do is based on trust. But then the thing is that you can trust people, you know, or they can trust you. Can you trust them? So it's your judgment to make, you know, but I'll leave that with you. So when you um, then get your ISBNs and you allocate it to your books accordingly, you get the book published. Once the book is published, you then um, go on Amazon and open a seller account, which I did. You know, this was me testing variants to the two things I've done in the past. Um, and then when you've done that, in UK, when you publish a book where you've been given ISBN numbers, you're supposed to send X amount of books, copies, to um, relevant organizations so they can keep them as books that have been published in UK. With my first publication, I didn't have to do that because I used an agent who had to who did that on my behalf. My second publication, I didn't do that. The company I used had to do that on my behalf. But with the one that I tried by myself, um, buying this ISBN um, numbers, I had to then send the books. I think there were three, three copies. I, ha I sent so many off to all of these people that you had to send it to. But the thing is that when you buy your when you buy your ISBN numbers from Nelson, it gives you the relevant information and exactly what you need to do. So there are quite a few email exchanges to say, oh, just to let you know, I've published this book. This is the ISBN number I use. This is the front page of the book. And then you, when you're sending it off to all the other um, companies as well that they've put in their information, um, the report, you then say, oh, um, you know my name is this, please find it here with, or please find a enclosed, these copies have been published under this ISBN. And that's a process. And then you put it on Amazon. When it's on Amazon, it's like, yeah, you know, another milestone ticked off. So I was quite happy um, with that. And that is publishing without an agent. But when I say without an agent, because I'm not techie, I still use someone to put the books for me on Amazon because um, I, um, I just, you know, it gets too difficult for me when, you know, I have my laptop and I'm trying to load something. It just gives me a headache. So the things I can't deal with, I deal with them. The things I can't deal with, I leave it with other people to do. But like I say, you know, writing is about being creative and creativity. The things that follow it are processes and procedures. If you are a self-published author, you cannot run away from these processes. 
and you have to spend money on them, you know. Um, but I'm doing a course right now, actually, where I've learned so much. I'm going to be sharing some tips with you that if I knew those things, maybe when I started my journey as self-publication, as a self-published author, it would really, really have helped me. But just stay tuned in. So all the things I'm learning on the course, I'll share with you. So this is Adela Sanola again. The, this is the Bookyard podcast. Do not forget to go on my Bookyard podcast channels um, on YouTube, on Apple podcast, um, on Spotify and Sticker, I think it's called. I hope I pronounce that well. Okay, so this is Adela Sanola. I'm going to see you next time. Um, enjoy. If you have any questions, just um, send it to me via um you know the link below or just type it in and i'll deal with some of your questions and hopefully i'll be able to help because um i've published seven books now um self-publishing and i'm writing others in the background because my brain buzzes all the time last night i couldn't sleep there were so many things in my brain just you know we need to get out we need to get out right also immediately i got up this morning i just dumped them in a book i'm so happy um it's a children's book i'm working on and then i'm working on the fourth um series in the adventures of zogi so the fourth book so that's me my brain is just always busy so that's why i say that my inspiration i get them from ideas that get dumped on me from heaven above you know um, and from the things I see. So this is me. I hope you've learned one or two things on this um, episode two. Do not be, um, you know, afraid to test things. And it's in testing that you become an expert and things get better for you. You learn from, you know, mistakes and experiences. You move on. There's nothing you can do about it. But that's life. You know, but seeing your books, like I say, always, always will give you that ultimate joy of having achieved something and leaving a legacy for yourself and your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your friends, everyone. So thank you. Bye-bye. This is me, Adiola Samola. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for joining Adiola on this journey. She looks forward to exploring the world of self-publishing with you. Make sure to subscribe to The Bookyard and join in every week for a new episode. Until next time, keep writing and keep dreaming big.